0: grassroots roundtable podcast and you are in for a treat today because this is the first official ladies cast um, and also the 100th episode so I am Jessie I am the J game Bailey and I'm here with two of the other main ladies introduce yourselves ladies that's my that's
1: that was her that was her uh, attempt to get me to introduce myself and I'm just totally spacing right now (laughs) It's all good. I'm Kelly Cherry. Uh, I belong to Darren, I guess. Is that how you can say that? I, I don't. I belong to him. He has to suffer through enduring uh, marriage with me. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Darren's wife. Uh, so, I don't even know. What do I say about myself other than, yeah, I'm Kelly. Um, I'm married to Darren. We've got three boys. Uh, we're foster parents kind of in transition right now. But um, I'm also the worship leader at Grassroots. And uh, part of the welcome team. So, yeah, I just kind of wear multiple hats here um, at the gathering and, and as part of the grassroots family. And so I am now going to introduce Miss Allie Henson.
2: I'm Allie Hinson. I'm the female portion of the Hinson narrative, as it were. (laughs) Um, Mark's my husband. I am a veterinarian. Um, I am also sometimes on the worship team in Welcome, but I have an eight-month-old, and so I've been taking a little hiatus from that um, to be a little bit more with my little girl, but hopefully we'll get back to to being a little more active at Grassroots soon. Um, Yeah, so we're going to get started. And if J-game was not enough introduction for myself, I will...
0: (laughs) I guess I should tell you a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, um, I am Adam's wife, and um, I we help lead GSM together with a couple other lovely people, and we have two daughters, Rowan and Ruthie. And today we are going to be talking um, about an ordinary life, and um, it's a specific. Um, article that I'm going to let Kelly introduce because she found it for us and then we'll get started.
1: Yeah. So I just came across this article um, actually on Instagram. So thank you, social media. Mm-hmm. It's not always bad, right? Yeah. Uh, but I do follow the Gospel Coalition on Instagram. And so um, a lot of times I get articles that they have posted. And uh, this one came across, it's actually an older article. I think it's from 2020. Uh, I don't know if it was pre or post COVID. I'm not really sure where it falls in the timeline, uh, but it was written by Melissa Kruger, And uh, it's just a great article. It's not even very long. Uh, I highly recommend you look it up if you're listening to this today. So it is through the Gospel Coalition. And I think it's called, correct me if I'm wrong, Permission to Lead an Ordinary Life. Um, Great article. And she really just kind of touches um, on this idea of our culture and kind of the the pressure, I think, that is put on women Mm -hmm. to... um, to kind of be all things to all people, but also do something profound uh, to make a mark in the world. And um, not that that's necessarily a, a bad thing, but I think there is the potential uh, for it to, to be overwhelming um, mentally and emotionally and physically. And so she just kind of goes into this idea of, you know, she, she wants to give us permission to lead a quiet ordinary life. And she gets into some ideas um, about why this is important and um, and what this would kind of look like to live this out on a day-to-day basis, uh, which I think is kind of a big deal. Um, we have talked about this a lot, um, about the pressures that we feel. We're all working moms. Um, and so, Jesse and I are teachers. Mm-hmm. Allie mentioned that she's a veterinarian. And so, uh, you know, we're all Wearing a lot of hats, you know, we're not only uh, just women in general, but we're wives and we're mothers and we're working professionals, but we're also daughters and granddaughters, um, sisters, sisters sisters-in-law. So we all, you know, aunts, (laughs) we all kind of carry all of these hats um, that keep us busy on a Uh, day-to-day. And what does that look like? What does that do to our soul, spiritually, um, to be in this realm.
0: All right, so what she did in this article was she actually kind of broke it down into three points that we should follow when we're trying to live this ordinary life, and we each decided just to tackle one of those points and discuss it with you guys today. Um, So Allie is up first with the first point.
2: So the first point that she made was love the Lord. And so Matthew twenty two thirty seven through 38 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And so, you know, kind of just jumping off of that. First of all, it says you shall not like when you get around to it or like when it's convenient mm-hmm. for you. Um, so I like that. Yeah. And then it also says with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And so not just part of yourself or not just what's left at the end of the day after everything else. Um, and then I think finally, it's not this, you know, one and done, give yourself to Jesus and everything's good kind of thing. But it's a daily choice. It's a daily relationship where we're walking with Jesus. Um, and then Joshua 23, says, be very careful, therefore, to love the Lord your God. And so she kind of highlights that as well. And I think that's such a good point for her to make because, you know, just like any relationship, if we don't cultivate this relationship, it's not going to grow and it's not going to be healthy. You know, just like any relationship, if we just kind of, you know, I'm thinking about like my relationship with Mark, but with any relationship, you know, if you just intermittently acknowledge one another, like, Hey, what's up? Like, you know, just (laughs) acknowledging one another's existence every now and then, or like just asking for something when you're desperate, like, you know kind of like what we do with God sometimes that's not a very healthy relationship if you're just kind of passing like ships in the night unless you desperately need something and you're like oh hey buddy like right (laughs) you know and that's how we are with God sometimes so if we don't make time for those conversations if we don't make time to spend quality time together then what does that relationship become and you know that's kind of like how it is with God sometimes it's like we're just not making time for that relationship Mm -hmm. so it just kind of stagnates in a way um Thoughts? I don't want to just like plow through my notes. I have notes. I'm a new mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I have mom brain, and so um, yeah, sometimes I feel like I don't even have thoughts in my head sometimes. And so I wrote <laughs> just, everything down, but I just don't, don't want to like, plow through. So like, thoughts. well,
0: I I think that um, if we do like what you're saying, and we do like, love the Lord with God, and we're putting uh, effort in that relationship, we're constantly putting that on the focus of our mind, it's almost like it's impossible to live, like, an ordinary life, as you say it, because God's going to be working through you, through that, even if it's not something, like, super outrageously, like, elaborate, it's going to be little facts, and, um, like, we didn't mention this so much yet, but, like, in the article, they talk about this lady named Polly, I think it was Polly, And how she had just worked at kind of like a desk job, I believe, like her whole life. And and how she hadn't ever done anything like super elaborate, like gone overseas and worked as a missionary or anything like that. But that whenever she did have her funeral, so many people came out just like, you've touched me in this way and this way and that way. And I think like if you do love the Lord your God with all your heart and he's at the forefront of your mind at all times, then like, extraordinary things are going to happen, even if they're just like little tiny acts. Um,
1: I I think it's, it is one of those things where we kind of have to sit back and go, what, what is an ordinary life? Mm -hmm. And I guess we maybe should have started with that. That's my bad. You know, I think um, that we we do have to sit down and go, we have permission to lead an ordinary life. What does that look like? So maybe Mm -hmm. we need to backpedal a little bit. Um, and kind of define that, because I think that what we look at, what we see in our media-saturated culture, and by media, I mean, I mean, obviously social media, but even TV, um, radio, podcasts, all these things that kind of play into it. I know that there just seems to be this pressure of you don't want to live an ordinary life, right? You you need to stand out. You need to be unique. Uh, So whether it's encouraging you to make your mark, uh, you know, well, you know, if you haven't posted a TikTok video, like, have you even truly lived? I I don't know. (laughs) But it's like, I don't either, Allie, Darren and I were talking about that last night. Like, I've never even been on TikTok. So, I mean, I know what it is. I like to be mean to my students, and call it the TikTok, oh. just to irritate them. It's great. Um, I teach high schoolers, so I love to be like, oh, is that on the, the TikTok? And they're <laughs> like, ah, this is Um But I, I do think b- because of things like that, but we even see it in commercials. Like they highlight right. these things in commercials of, you know, th- somebody will post a video and it's like getting all these likes and mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, you want to be extraordinary. You want to be seen. Everybody wants their, their moment. Um, but it's also this pressure of even like within the Christian realm, you know, what does that look like for a follower of Christ? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, well, you know, write a book, write an article, um, you know, get published or, or do something like this. Um, you know, be the next great Christian recording artist or whatever. So it's like there's this need to, well, even within our, our 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 Christian world of standing out. You know, it's like you need to stand out. And so it is this idea of what is Considered ordinary, and and I think at least what I pulled from this. So please, you know, interject here. Mm -hmm. You know what I pull from it is, ordinary is not boring. Right. Okay. Ordinary is living a life of faithfulness and service to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And and I think you know when she was really talking about Polly, that's really what I pulled from that was ordinary is not mundane. You know, going through the motions type of life. There's so much beauty in an ordinary life. And there's, my phone is just going off. My bad. I don't even, does that even pick up? I don't even know. Adam and, and. <laughs> if and, it doesn't, now they know about I it. I should say, so. Adam and Darren are always like, so and so's calling I'm me. I'm on or the
0: someone... podcast several times calling yeah, Adam. Yeah,
1: you tend to call your husband in opportunities.
0: <laughs> and he answers. Like, don't answer the phone. Like, why are you answering during the po- Just ignore it. And (laughs) he likes to
1: call you out. It cracks me up. I'm always like, poor Jesse. And then I'll
0: try to get off the phone, and he'll be, like, on the other end being like, yeah, like something super embarrassing, trying to make it sound like I'm saying something really embarrassing. (laughs)
1: You know who you married. Yeah, I did. You, you I know knew what I was getting. Into. Yeah, you knew <laughs> what you were. You knew that you were not going to have an ordinary life, right? <laughs> That's true. Uh, with Adam Bailey. So uh, bless your heart. Love you, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> we think you're great. Uh, but you know, this is our chance, right? We, this is our chance. We get the mics this time. Um, oh, but we didn't talk about sports yet, so. Do we need to pedal back to that, do you think?
0: Uh, Maybe at the end. We'll
1: circle back. Okay. All right. Just for those, uh, we know some of our loyal friends out there love Love all of the sports banter. So I feel like we should make up something to fill that gap. I'm pretty sure I can fake my way through something. Anyway, (laughs) so um, we're just as bad as the guys. Rabbit trails, right? Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Um, But yeah, so what, you know, what is this ordinary life? So, Jesse, what do you think of when you think of like an ordinary, like a fulfilled ordinary life?
0: So, like, a fulfilled ordinary life, Um. I feel like that was kind of, like, my second point. So, could you, do you think I can just swing right into it and we can move circle sure. back? Sure. I don't want to, like, step on Allie's toe. She had a lot of – so, like, my point also was, like, fulfilling your calling. And I think that a lot of times when – like, at least for me, when I hear, like, are you fulfilled or, like, have you – like mastered your the will for your or purpose for your life it gets like really stressful because like I'm thinking like well have I done that and then like you almost feel like there's so many purposes and wills for my life that like I can't possibly meet all of them especially like being like a working mom and like um and then being a wife and like feeling well like my calling is to be a good wife and then I'm like well if I'm a really good wife sometimes I like slack on being a really good mom or like if I'm being a really good wife and mom sometimes I'm slacking on being good teacher which is another calling that I feel like I have and then I think that ultimately like your calling is to love God and to do everything in worship for God and I think that if you focus on that as your soul calling then the ordinary life is going to be Revolving around God and all of those in all of those roles, instead of like focusing on okay, my calling to be a teacher, my calling to be a mother, my calling to be a wife, and it not necessarily like my calling to be a preacher or a ministry worker or a missionary. Just like instead, like I'm called to serve the Lord, I'm called to love the Lord, I'm called to like spread the word about the Lord, things like that. And if I do those things, then I'm fulfilled. It's kind of how I see it.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that. And like, I don't know, I'm with you, Jesse. I think sometimes, you know, I try to be like, oh, what's my purpose in life? And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have a good grasp of my life's purpose a lot of days. Some days I don't even have any idea why I walked into the kitchen. And sometimes <laughs> right. that happens two and three times a day. And <laughs> so it's just like, you know, it's, it's a little bit kind of overwhelming, I think, to think about sometimes. i just like say
1: that the purpose of walking into the kitchen is always to get more coffee.
2: Yes. Yeah. And usually that's what I end up with, if, you know, if if nothing else. And then you go back to the other room and you remember why you really went to the kitchen and then you're back in the kitchen again. And it's just it's it's a whole cycle. And right. <laughs> the cycle, especially
0: begins. when you like lose your coffee mug after you got the first one. Like you set right. it down somewhere random.
2: And, yeah. you're like, well, I and then at the end of the cup. day, you've got like the multiple coffee right. mugs sitting all over the house <laughs> with like half a cup of cold coffee. Yes. The struggle. Um, but yeah. And I think fulfillment is an interesting kind of thought because you know to me that's kind of like you know if you, you can't pour into others if your cup is empty and right. kind of that whole concept and so something that's gotten really popular lately is kind of the concept of okay like put your own oxygen mask on first before you help other people and kind of that analogy and you know I totally believe that that's a real thing because obviously you know we can't pour into others if our cup's empty we can't help other people if we're laying out on the aisle because we didn't put our oxygen mask on but I think the problem comes in with how we're trying to fill our cup and how Mm -hmm. culture tells us and how social media tries to tell us that we should be filling our cup. And so, you know, because anytime you get on Facebook, there's all these ads like, oh, you deserve such and such or, you know, this will make you prettier. This will make you have more energy. This will make you a better mom. This will make your kids like you more. This will, you know, just make everything life better. And it's just emptiness, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just these meaningless, dumb, consumeristic things that culture and society are just pushing on us and it's not helping. And, you know, it's bad enough when we know that our cup is empty Like, you know, when I'm trying to be a good wife or trying to take care of Emma and trying to work and trying to do all these things. And I know that my cup's empty and I'm like, God, we got to make some time for you to fill me back up. Mm -hmm. But I think the problem comes in when we don't even realize, like when we're just too busy. Because So (laughs) Mark gets on to me all the time because I will run my car until the gas light comes on before I refill my tank. That's a lady (laughs) thing, I think. (laughs) Yeah, because we're just too busy, right? You know, you're like, oh, the light's not going to come on yet. You know, you've got 20 or 30 miles. Once the light comes on, you're fine. Yep. And, you know, but then how often do we do that in our spiritual life, right? Mm-hmm. Like we just kind of ignore it until the light comes on. And then we're like, eh, I've still got 20 miles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll go a little farther. We'll push this a little bit more. But even like, you know, can just continuing to ignore it. And then the check engine light comes on. And then you're really like, oh, crap.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And
2: then we're like, okay, I need Jesus. But then it's just like so late in the game that it's just like, you know, why? Why do we do that? You know, is it because God's just so forgiving, and we're just like, "Hey, God, like, I'm sorry, it didn't work out today. Like, let's catch up tomorrow." Mm-hmm. Instead of like, "Hey, God, like, my day's getting out of hand. I need help." You know, are we so busy trying to be perfect and trying to even fool God into thinking that we're perfect? You know. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, and I and I think that you know I love how she she starts with. Obviously, love the Lord like primary calling, right? Mm -hmm. Is to love the Lord as 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 believers, as as followers of Christ. Um, And then she moves into the fulfill your calling. And I think it is one of those things that if you're not in the right fellowship with the Lord Mm -hmm. and your relationship with Jesus is, you know, last priority, do you even truly know what your calling is? Right. Because I feel like, well, I don't feel like this is. I mean, this is gospel truth. It's like our identity is in Him. So if if I'm not looking to Jesus for my purpose, my calling, or my value is, then I can't even fulfill my call. Like, I don't even know what to do. I don't even right. know where to go. And so, you know, obviously, you know, a first importance is always, you know, our relationship with the Lord um, and and being in continual, you know, like you said, not waiting until the gaslight comes on. Um, but, Every day, you know, filling that cup um, because it is this idea of, you know, your calling is where you are in your life right now. Right. Right. So that will change and vary. But it's like, you know, for me right now, my calling is what I know that Darren is my husband. And so my calling is to minister to his heart so that he can be who God has called him to be. Right. To be that support to him, um, to be that safe place. That, that he can come to um, and, and share his hearts and, and that we can grow spiritually together and, 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 and dig into the word together and, and shepherd our children because, you know, we, we have our boys. And so that's a calling as well. It's like, I know that God has given me three boys mm-hmm. to minister to and to raise for his honor and his glory. Um, and so that calling you know, we, that is not ordinary. And, and I think that that's where a lot of times we get so jaded, especially as parents. We get bogged down in the day-to-day routine, and it just can wear you down, especially when they're little. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been in your shoes for a while, <laughs> but you don't forget that stuff, right? Yes. And so, in the day to day of, especially, it's like when they can't feed themselves, right? And so, it's like you're feeding them every few hours, and you're just you're wiping snot noses, and you're wiping bottoms, and you're mm-hmm. doing all of that, you know, the endless laundry, and well, that never goes away. But, um, you know, you're you're in this day to day routine, and even even taking care of our spouses and our kids, you know, it's it's doing the laundry, cooking dinner, you know, again, like, why do I have to make this decision every day, right? right. Like. I just cooked dinner yesterday, <laughs> um, and here we are again. And so, you know, just that routine of, you know, grocery shopping and uh, doing the laundry, doing the cleaning, scrubbing the toilets, taking care of the kids, and it, you have these moments where you're like, what is the point? Right? Like, I'm just, I'm, I feel, you feel like a hamster in a wheel, right? Just round and around. The routine is the same every day, even when you work outside the home. Your job even can get in that rut right. in that routine. And so it's like, you know, I'm sure even as a vet, like I know obviously that different patients walk in, you're always faced with a different challenge, but there have to be some aspects of your job that are just paperwork, routine, same old, same old. And obviously as teachers we deal with that mm-hmm. lesson plans and grading. And it's like if I have to grade another essay, like I'm gonna lose my mind, kind of thing, <laughs> right? So everything that we do, whether it's our professional work or at home can just feel like we're just spinning our wheels. But I think the difference is, you know, when we're fulfilling that calling that that God has placed us, if we change our mindset, right, and we change our mindset from what I'm doing is monotonous and boring and ordinary to, oh, my gosh, like I am literally raising the next generation of world changers. Mm -hmm. You know, Lord willing, our children, are going to make a huge impact for the kingdom, and they are already. I mean, truly, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are changing hearts and lives. I, I, you know, our kids have the ability to to, to minister and witness in ways that we can't, because kids are fearless. I <laughs> think so much more than we are. But anyway, um, you know, we are raising up these kids, and so there's that's not ordinary, y'all. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it feels that way, but it's like what we're doing is phenomenal, mm-hmm. you know. And, and the way we empower our husbands to go out and lead and, and, and change the world and, and minister to others, it's like, that's not ordinary. And so I think we have to change the narrative in our heads of this isn't It's – we're not just. Right. I'm just this or I'm just that or I'm just doing this. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like we are fulfilling a calling in our lives Um that is super important, right? super important. And
0: I think like a, another big point when you're like changing your mindset is like they touched on this in an article a lot. It's like don't concern yourself with what someone else is called to do versus what you're called to do. Yeah. And I think like everyone does that. But like I think women do this a lot with like comparing themselves to someone else, especially with like the social media world and all the perfect that you see on mm-hmm. all the different platforms and it's just it's really really easy to be like okay well you know my calling is to serve my wife i would serve my husband oh, and this podcast <laughs> <been on forever. laughs> wait a second Whoa. serve my it's husband June, and and <laughs> 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 oh my goodness let's just rewind well, a little we'll bit cut that here out later start again <laughs> all right <laughs> They're my husband and uh, kids. But then you look at someone else who also is doing the same thing and like, oh, well, they are doing it a whole lot better from the looks of it than you are. And then all of a sudden you start doubting your calling in general. So I think that's a really big point, too, is that not only do we have to reset our thinking about like what our calling is, but also just like not compare to someone else who's doing the same thing.
2: I think that's such a great point. And I think, you know, not only do we have that tendency to compare ourselves to others, but I think we just hold ourselves to such an unrealistic standard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think we talked about that in one of the the practice runs to this podcast. Is that what we're calling this? <laughs>
1: that we're calling that now. Practice? Yeah,
2: I, I think that's what we'll go with. <laughs> you know, and I think, you know, we focus so much more on being perfect rather than just resting in who God is and kind of who he created us to be. I mean, when you really stop and think about it, you know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made by the creator of the universe. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't have to worry about being perfect. We don't have to worry about impressing him or impressing other people. You know, I think we're just so busy trying to be, you know, this perfect cookie cutter, energetic, beautiful, organic, grass-fed, solar-powered, super-powered mom, wife, employee, girl, boss, whatever, whatever. When really, you know, all that we need to be is just a child of God. Like, we just need to be who he created us to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, well, and
1: I think that that too, it's it's it is that idea of fulfilling your calling, not someone else's calling. Because I think that that's when we when we really start to burn out. You know, that's yeah. when the the light comes on, one hundred percent, and we're broken down on the side of the road, um, because we've not we've not stayed true to who God has called us to be. And I know I've been guilty of that so many times, of. It's like, well, so-and-so does it this way, and even though that's not really the way I'm gifted, I'm going to try to do it that way too. And so rather than just being who God has designed me to be and remembering that God, like I'm in relationship with Darren, and so God is equipping me to minister to him well, you know, to, to serve him well. Um, he's, given, he's given me Luke, Gavin, and Lincoln. And he's done that with purpose. And I think we forget that. It's like I'm the mom that they need. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm fulfilling my calling the way I should, then they're getting what they need. It's like I would not raise Ruthie and Rowan Mm -hmm. the way that you can. And so God has given you those children. He's given you Emma because you are equipped for that child to raise them in a way that's honoring and glorifying to him. And so it is just really being true to You know, if that means that I don't make my cake from scratch, I make it from a mix or I pick it up at the Walmart bakery, (laughs) you know, Um, (laughs) leaning into those things. Because whatever whatever passions he's given you, whatever gifts he's given you, you know, if you highlight those and, and really pour those into the people around you, then you're, you're glorifying Him, which is fulfilling your calling, which is life-giving uh, for you and to those around you. And I think that that is something that, you know, I definitely have been guilty of trying to, to wear all the hats. Um, I am type A overachiever, you know, to the nth degree. I know, shocking, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I'm a red. For those that are on the temperaments, anybody, (laughs) I said this, you heard that. I think I'm in the presence of two greens. Yes,
0: we're greens. (laughs) Um, I'm in
1: the presence of two greens. I am a red. Uh, So if you guys have not, um, or I guess, studied this, uh, the temperaments, I I heard this. I said this, you heard that. Yes. Um, I am I'm I'm not as red as you can be, but like on a scale of one to forty, I was twenty six. Mm. So you know that was a lot of red. Yeah. That's a lot of red. And actually your husband, Adam, I'm looking at Jesse right now. Adam was like, I was really shocked when I heard you were red because you're nice. Oh. Hey, and that's so
0: offensive to all the reds out there, by the way. And you're the like, red in me. <laughs> Well, when he said you were red, I was like, yeah. And he was like, no, she's not a red. I was like, yeah, she is. Like, I mean,
1: I could have called that forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even have to take the assessment. I'm like reading through it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm totally a red. Um, and it That's and it nice. correlated with my Enneagram. If you're into Enneagram, yes. it, like totally correlated. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, yes, I'm obviously a red. But the red is we are we like control and we like order and and you know we, we speak the the language of power and control which sounds hateful but um, <laughs> but I like to be on point right you know it's like'm I'm, I'm that person that if if I can't if I think there's a chance at failure or that I'm gonna look stupid I'm not doing it mm. I'm only going to do things I know I can excel at um, and then if you tell me that I can't do it well then the bulldog comes out and I will kill myself to, <laughs> to, prove you to prove that I can do it, <laughs> right? Don't tell me I can't because yeah. I can. And so the problem with that, though, you know, in a lot of ways, that's a, that's a, it's been an asset. But mm-hmm. it's also, I, I always say your greatest strength is your greatest weakness because then what that has caused me to do is try to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. And I can't. Um, and that is so hard and humbling. Um, especially when that is your temperament to just, you know, to to do those things. And and then you end up burning out and you end up struggling and then you end up feeling insecure. And it kind of carries over in all these areas. And so it's like fulfilling your calling is fulfilling the calling that God has given you. You know, I have to fulfill the calling for Kelly, not for Allie, not for Jesse. You know, it's like I can only do what God has gifted me to do and it's gonna look different for each of us
0: And we definitely need those reds to say things that
1: need to be said
0: because yeah. <laughs> because the greens, the greens are just are gonna, gonna say it. the greens are gonna sit there in silence and Keys just let to it be
1: <laughs> not going there. Not touch that much, Nope <laughs> I'm gonna go tell Kelly and she's gonna come take care of it for me. <laughs> I say mama cherry. Mama <laughs> cherry's coming out. So, and that's what Darren will be like, "Hun, your red is showing." And I'm like, "Oh, that means I need to back it down <laughs> a little bit." So, um, yeah. So, the greens are a little more chill. Is it? And, and but but this is like curiosity's sake because of what I just shared, you know, as a green, you guys speak the language of peace, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's like this peace, harmony kind of. can like we everyone all to be happy? Just, yeah. Can't we all just get along? Stop so fighting. how does that, like when, when we talk about fulfilling your calling, I mean, what does that look like for, for our greens in the room here? Minimal stress.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think also just um, as a green, not only do we want to like not have to be in the conflict, but we are, tend to be very good at solving the conflicts and mm-hmm. being almost like a mediator yeah. So we, the Greens are a little bit better at, like, keeping the peace among people as well.
1: So what you're saying is I come in and say something, and then you guys have to come in behind me and go, well,
2: Kelly really knows. Good
1: cop, bad cop.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think so. Sometimes it just needs a little translating. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Adam and I do this with text messages a lot, which he's not a red, but, like, he'll, like, send something, and immediately I'll be like, that sounded a little mean. And I'll be like, That's you should hurtful. like rephrase that. And I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll text something right after you and kind of breeze it over. And I'm like, tick 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 tick. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't think it was mean. I was like, yeah, they could have taken that this way or this way or that way. So <laughs> finding ways to just kind of, I think building relationships
1: it can be pretty easy for greens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, approachable. definitely.
2: Okay. definitely. So,
1: but it, but in terms of like. In fulfilling your calling, like, try, like, do you still feel that pressure to be all things to all people? Is there still, like, I need to oh, be yeah. the best? And, that's what, like, that's my question is how does that – what does that look like for you? It's like you still – so it's like we all, I think, no matter what our temperament is, we all still feel that, right. that pressure mm-hmm. to be, you know, like I feel the pressure to – be in, well, And most importantly, and this is, you know, to be in the Word every day, right? Mm-hmm. To really, like, dig. Like, I want to be that theologian that, like, Darren can sit down and, like, have these awesome conversations with. And I'm so lacking mm-hmm. in that. But I know that he loves that so much when we can have, like, these really awesome conversations. And I love to learn Scripture. And I love right. learning all about this stuff. But it's like, so it's like, I want to, I want to. To be strong in my theology. I want to be into the word. I want my relationship with Christ to be good. But I also know that I should be working out every day, which never happens. Um, <laughs> but I should be, right? Be, so right. I know, right? I, I don't, you know, it's a mess. So it's like, but it's like, you know, we're supposed to be in the word. We're supposed to be taking care of our, ourselves, right? So eating right, exercising, cooking healthy meals for our family, um, you know preparing everything, you know, helping kids with their projects and making sure the house is spotless and that the animals, you know, our pets are all taken care of and, you know, doing all of these things. And so for me, it's like, it just, I can't, it drives Darren nuts. He's like, you just need to relax. You need to rest. Mm, yeah. But I feel like I can't sit down. No. I feel like, and I'm and i and I'm like, is that the red in me or is that just being a woman in no. 2022? Think, and so honestly that's even my a question. person,
0: I think in general, but definitely a woman, but still. Like, I think no matter what your temperament is, like, everyone feels the pressure. And I think it's just, it, and it comes from all directions.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, even just like Kelly, when you were just listing off all of those things, like I could just feel my blood pressure <laughs> rising yeah, my heart's as you're listing those things, because in my mind, that's how it pops up. You know, it pops up as a list with all these check boxes of like, I have to do this and I have to do that. And then I have to make dinner and then blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think that's a green thing too. I think lists just in general, like stress me out. Right. And so I think sometimes, you know, when we're talking about priorities and we're talking about like making time for God and making time for reading the Bible and being in the word, making time for prayer you know, it's trying to, you know, I make it look like, okay, that has to be first on my list. But then there's kind of this catch 22, where if I put God first on my list, then there's still this other list of 22 other things behind it. And so then I'm rushed. I'm rushing through reading my Bible or I'm rushing through my prayer time because I'm like, well, I've got 16 other things to do now. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, I try to make it look more like a wheel with God at the center. And then all the spokes are kind of like the things, the priorities and other things that I have to do. And so, you know if yeah if, if your bicycle wheel isn't like you know anchored in the center mm-hmm. you know if you don't have God you know it's not attached to anything it's not going to turn like it's not even going to function as a wheel but even if like you have God that's there at the center but it's not anchored securely it's going to be all weebly wobbly and not work mm-hmm. right Weebly wobbly <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna put yeah, that on our
0: t-shirt for the, for wee- the ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So yeah, I think that makes more sense to me than trying to list things out because lists are just so stressful.
1: Yes, no, I understand. <laughs> okay, so the the red likes the list, but the green are stressed I by the list. The wheel, I love me too. that analogy, and I and I I love weebly wobbly. So now if I come to you and I'm like I'm feeling weebly wobbly, yeah, know so. you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> well, and this leads into the third point that she made. So she talked to you know she started off at like. Here's the permission to live the ordinary life, right? And, and step one is to love the Lord because mm-hmm. from that is step two. You'll be able to fulfill your calling, but finding our foundation, the center of the wheel, Allie, beautiful, love beautifully it. Beautifully so, done. Yes. Beautifully done. So, you know, we've, we've got Jesus at the center, and then the spokes coming out of fulfilling that calling. Um, and, and then we move into this, the step three, which was hope in eternity. And, and i think this is to me it's like oh thank you thank you lord <laughs> it's like when i look at it in this way because as as believers where does our hope lie
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and it when i think of it in the in these terms it's like this idea of i don't know how people function who are not in relationship with the lord who don't trust christ as their savior because as a as a stressed out wife and mom um, there's this, my goodness, my hope is in my future with Christ. Right. My hope is in him. And so if I am just the hamster in the wheel, checking off the boxes to get through the day, to go to sleep, to wake up the next morning, to get back into the wheel, to check the boxes, and to do this over and over and over Without Jesus as my end game and my all in all, you know, it's like, what's the point?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, right. You're, you're, you're not, I, I, I'm hoping you get hear Allie, we're, we're balancing mics right now, but she said, you know, you're not running towards anything, you're just the hamster in the wheel. And that's, I mean, that's so true because it's like without Jesus, without that, that focus, um, that finish line, it's like, what is the point? And so that would be depressing. I mean, I can't yes. even imagine going through, you know, changing the 800th diaper that day, mm. um, not not looking at it as service to the Lord because, you know, we are to do everything as if we're doing it for the Lord, right? Changing yes. diapers for Jesus. You know, we see that in, in, in Colossians chapter 3. It's like everything we should do, do everything as if you're doing it for the Lord. So, you know, washing the dishes, preparing the lesson plans, um, prepping an animal for surgery, right, Allie? Um, anything that we're doing, anything that we're doing for our kids, you know, wiping the the skinned knee, you know, taking care of those things. It's like remembering, it's like, oh, this is for the glory of the Lord. You know, I am raising my children for the glory of the Lord. And so every little thing that we do feeds into that. But if we don't have that hope, mm-hmm. you would just feel like the hamster in the wheel. And um, I found this quote by C.S. Lewis. I mean, you know. One of those, I, one of those guys. Just yeah. one of those guys, you know. Heard does, about him on the internet. You know, if, you, if you're not, you know, familiar. <laughs> but uh, just as a, a profound man. And he said, um, he says, hope is one of the theological virtues. This means that a continual looking forward to the eternal world is not, as some modern people think, a form of escapism or wishful thinking, but one of the things a Christian is meant to do, it does not mean that we are to leave the present world as it is. If you read history, you'll find that the Christians who did most for the present world were just those who thought most of the next. And, and I love that. Like, mm-hmm. gosh, man, I wish that's a dude I'd like to sit down and talk to, yes. right? Um, but um, just this idea of we can be... Of more use in the present when we are forward thinking yes. to the future and where our hope in eternity lies. And and I think that that is a game changer um, as a believer, just knowing that, you know, thinking on being with Jesus, thinking on being, you know, united with him, thinking of heaven, thinking of that eternal gain, it's not escapism. It, mm-hmm. It's not trying to avoid where we are now, but it's going, you know what, what I'm doing matters, and there is an end game here, and the way I choose to live in this moment, in the present, fulfilling the calling, even if it's ordinary, has purpose and eternal gain, Um, and and she really gets into that, you know, in the article just talking about, you know, she kind of circles back to her friend Polly, Mm -hmm. and, and goes into, you know, how Polly lived this ordinary life and in her passing, um, friend after friend came mm-hmm. and shared stories of the impact she had on, on them. And it's like if Polly wasn't living with that eternity in mind, with that hope in Jesus, that her life would not, I'm sure, have had that impact because she wouldn't have taken all of those opportunities. Um, and so there is this hope in eternity in, in looking forward to those things.
2: Really well said. Yeah, I don't have anything else beautifully to add to done. <laughs> wow. and mic drop, Please, Kelly. <laughs> mic just... drop.
1: Boop. Oh. <laughs> well, and, I, and I think that that gives us, when we're drained, when we're feeling like we have nothing to give, it's renewing. Yes, it is, and and I think that we need that so much. Like it because it, it can get so overwhelming, and we can get so right. bogged down. Um, so it, yeah, it just. You know, where is our hope? Mm -hmm. Where does it come from? Where is our source of strength? And what is the end game? And I would almost
0: add like a fourth point onto like all of this and just saying like, as we always say in grassroots, like living life together through all of this is so important. And so like having the support system of your church body or your small group and things like that. So you can come up to them and be like, hey, I'm feeling kind of weebly, wobbly or hey, feel kind of like a hamster lately and they'll know exactly what you mean and they can like get you back on track and like pray for you and support you and encourage you through that instead of compare to each other a little bit more. But um, I think that's like a huge part of the ordinary life or living for God is also living like as a
1: Christian community and like supporting each other through that. And, and I think that, you know, having the support, having the, um, just the, the ability to be honest and transparent, mm-hmm. I think is such a gift. Right. And I think that so many women are missing the boat when they don't want to drop the mask mm-hmm. and admit when they're struggling and admit when things are hard um, because they're pushing through when they don't have to. And, and I do feel like we have that community here and, and just the, the ability to be just yourself, yourself. yeah. I mean, and, and just putting it all out there and, and we don't feel like we have to be perfect. And that is so freeing. Um, and, and I do feel it's like, you know, you see it a lot, this, this idea of, especially on social media, of having to put forth this image Um. Of everything being perfect, perfect marriage, perfect children, Mm -hmm. you know, killing it at work, right? Mm -hmm. Your house uh, could be on the Magnolia Network, right? It's just, it's like decorated (sighs) perfectly and always clean and never a dog hair anywhere Um, or dust bunnies. Does anybody have the dust bunnies that roll Um, across their floor? Well, you have a gold retriever, so definitely.
0: There's like no avoiding... It's yeah. Just, I like sweep one and then the next room is just full of them. And it's like, where are they coming from? They
1: multiply. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, oh, no, wait, your house isn't perfect?
0: Um, Absolutely not. Oh, okay. And don't stop by unannounced <laughs> anyone. <laughs> She's
1: like, nope, nope, don't want to do it.
0: Nope. <laughs> I'll beat you on the porch. <laughs>
1: no, but here's the thing. And, and this is something that, okay, so it's like, if I go to your house, I am not looking around going, hmm. I see dog hair, and I see dust, and there's <laughs> dirty dishes. No, I don't, you know, and I, and I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to yeah. be what we think we should be. But, like, and, and I think maybe you said it, Allie, like, you're, you're tougher on yourself than anyone. Absolutely. And yeah. so it's like we're always our, our worst critic. And so it is, it's that. I don't walk into any of your homes going, oh, they really should do this or that or this or that. I'm like, hey, you know, let's let's hang out. Let's let's talk. Let's catch up. Let's have a good time. Um, And so I I do think it's like, you know, we feel insecure about things that other people don't pay any attention to. Um, And it's like, it's okay, It's okay to not be. And I and that has been a growth process for me, Um, you know, when I when I was younger. Uh, you know, in my 20s, I guess maybe I felt like I had more to prove as a, a, as a wife, as a, as a homemaker. Um, and it's like, man, I had to, I had to make every, everything from scratch. Like, I had to prove that I was, you know, this, this cook or this baker or this was, you know. And now I'm like, hey, can we stop and get cupcakes at Walmart on the way to the party? Um, because it's just like I've, I've let things go. Mm-hmm. And I think that part of that is just age and maturity. But I do think the bulk of that is finding who I am in Christ mm-hmm. and going, My worth is not what I can do, you know, what my skills are, but my worth is, you know, as a as a daughter of God and as a child of God, you know, that's where my worth is. And so what I have to offer isn't, you know, freshly baked cinnamon rolls, which could really go for one right now. Alliance <laughs> that, that sounds pretty uh, good. I'm, I'm kinda hungry. <laughs> but um but that's not where my worth lies. You know, what I have to offer my other sisters in Christ and my other, you know, friends and family is a life that is true to the calling that God has placed on my life, walking in accordance with that and and trying to have the relationship with God that I should have. Because mm-hmm. from that is the overflow, you know, with jesus at the at the center of the wheel right right so Mm -hmm. it's like with jesus there then all the spokes coming out you know if all of those are feeding from that source that is the greatest benefit that i can have not not being all things to all people but right but being who god has called me to be because i can minister to people in ways that you can't and vice versa Mm -hmm. um and i think that's what we really have to rest in yeah
0: Well, if you made it to the end of this podcast, you're welcome. First off, no doubt <laughs>
2: you are. Yes, just,
0: uh, congratulations. Yes, <laughs> happy 100th Grassroots Roundtable yay. podcast. I feel like have um, yes, be like woohoo, just like somebody, <laughs> yay, uh, something like that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> But uh, we were really excited to be here with you guys today. Um, Hopefully, we'll get invited back. If not, you know, I'm sure we'll get our own podcast after the big following comes from this one episode. Um, Feel free to give us some feedback. Uh, You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or grassrootswb.com. Have a great day.